Welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for sharing the scripture with me. I hope that the Lord will bless you as we read these scriptures together, as he has me as I've read them. We've been working our way through Ephesians, if you have been following Choir Talks up to this point, and uh, I was going to do a whole paragraph of scripture, but the next scripture in line just caught my attention so much that we're just, we have just one verse for tonight, and that's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Last week, we talked about, um, Paul was teaching about taking off, we called it taking off the grave clothes, that old man, that dead man, and putting on the new self. But in, in the scripture, actually, he says, take off the old self and put on the new self. And today, just one aspect of the new self is uh, new self talk. Uh, not new self-talk, but new self-talk. How? What does that look like, putting on the new self in relationship to the way that we talk? How, how should that affect? Um, so for some context, I want to remind you that Ephesians, one of the major themes, if not the major theme, is that he's writing to encourage unity in the church in Ephesus. And um, he's, he's reminding them that God has done something miraculous he has taken from, from such diverse people groups, uh, uh, races, cultures, um, economic, uh, socioeconomic status, just diverse people from all over that society and put them together in one family. And it's a miraculous thing that God had done. And uh, so if that's true, if, if, our, um, if we are part of something miraculous, he tells us that uh, unity among that diverse group is a key element, and it is the way that we are to live together. So if that's true, then the way we talk and the way we relate to one another through, uh, through speaking to one another has got to be an important tool or a key for that unity to work. So here, as we're working through that, here's the scripture that, that we've come to tonight. He says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So here we are on talking, on words, and I just want to say at the beginning, words are powerful. Words are powerful. Think about your own experience in your own life. I know that at some point in your life you've been hurt just by words that somebody spoke out of their mouth. Maybe it changed the way you saw yourself or changed the way you saw your family or the way you saw your life. Somewhere along the line, words have come out that have been harsh and, and hurt you. Um, Paul tells us that we need to be very careful in the way that we speak. James, uh, the brother of Jesus, writes his, his letter, also says the same thing. In James chapter 3, he says this, We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. The tongue is like a fire. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire. When I think back about my own life, some of the biggest moments that I regret in my life are, are words that I let slip out of my mouth, words that were unwholesome words. Let's talk about that word unwholesome. That's an unusual word. Going back to the original language, um, the word used there in the Greek means rotten. It is uh, just like rotting flesh. Uh, that's, that's what unwholesome means. It's something that is unhealthy. It's not helpful. It's corrupting. It would make you sick. Um, so these are the kind of words that we are supposed to avoid. Anything that, that would 
be rotten that would make someone sick. So I was thinking, you know, what does that look like? What are those, what are those words? And, and I thought of a few things, not an exhaustive list, but gossip, slander, profanity, putting someone down, lying, uh, hurtful words, blaming, complaining, bitter words. All of those are examples of old self style of talking. That's, that's when we had our grave clothes on, as we talked about last week. But now we've put that off and we've put on the new self. Um, I like how Paul says here, don't let this kind of talk come out of your mouths. To me, that kind of implies that there's a moment between when those random thoughts come in my brain and when they actually form words coming out of my mouth. There's, there's a space there. There's a moment where I have the opportunity to head them off, to choose. And that moment is the key moment. That's the moment that has got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. That has got to be where my new self is in action and controlling what I allow that might have formed in my brain, what I allow to come out. That has got to be guided by the Holy Spirit. What we say out of our mouth, uh, Jesus said it this way, uh, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And he, he was warning Pharisees in that passage, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So on the inside, when we have wrong attitudes and wrong sinful thought life, then our mouth is going to expose that as we speak the wrong thing. So what we need is a new self heart. We need a new self attitude. We need new self God-controlled way of thinking so that our mouth will fall in line. Psalm 141 says it this way, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So again, words are powerful. We talked about the negative side of that thought. Words are powerful in that they can, can cut us down and damage and hurt. But words are powerful on the positive side also. I want you to see that. Think back in your own experience. Have you ever had a, a teacher or a coach or a mentor? Maybe it was your parent or, or a friend. Uh, someone spoke something into your life that changed your paradigm that changed your way of seeing yourself or your, maybe your potential or your mission in life. Someone spoke a powerful word in your life that made a lot of difference. That's the opportunity that we have in the body of Christ as we put on the new self and speak according to the new self. So listen again to the rest of this verse. Um, it says this, Speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Boy, here's some words that stick out to me there. Helpful, builds up, meets needs, benefits others. That's the kind of talk that we have the opportunity to do to make a difference in the life of someone else or in the body of Christ and in the world. When we speak that way, uh, God uses it. Proverbs 18 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death. So when our new self is, is in charge of that tongue, when our new self is in charge of what speaks, we have, the, we have the power to give life, to speak life into someone else. And, and through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, change the direction uh, of their life. 
So what does that look like? Well, I remember the word helpful. So what does helpful look like? Here's some helpful type of speech that I believe we could do. Uh, first of all, encouragement. First Thessalonians tells us that we are to encourage. We, we could praise. We could praise someone for who they are, what they are doing. Uh, we, could, we express appreciation for someone. We speak words of affirmation into their lives. Uh, we speak words that show acceptance and make them feel acceptance. Uh, when we're angry or tired or uh, when someone has stressed us, we still can speak patient words or kind words. And most of all, um, speak the Scripture. We can speak those words of life that we learn from the Scripture and in a timely moment help another person to learn those same words. I remember that it says only f what is needed, what is necessary. Um, so how do we know what is needed in a situation? Uh, well, first of all, we listen. That, that word tells me that I need to listen. We're so quick to speak and to give advice or give an answer or tell somebody our opinion. But if we're going to understand the need of the moment to help someone, we need to listen. We need to be sensitive to what we hear through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of what someone else is speaking. So rotten, unwholesome words are not needed. Words that are needed are those that are helpful and that build up. Um, remember that phrase in there, only what is needed to build up. So we've got to begin to ask ourselves, how can I speak to my brother, my sister in the body of Christ in a way that builds them up? That, that helps them become more, that helps them to grow? What does that speech look like? Um, I, I think that there's no way that we could understand that in our own wisdom. To me, that's a point where we've got to depend on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who, who speaks and gives us uh, wisdom to know when to speak and how to speak into the life of another, even when we couldn't on our own, in our own flesh know what to say to build them up. The Holy Spirit is our guide. Um, the last word that, of the four words that I pointed out is the word benefit, that it may benefit those who hear. Now, in the Greek, that word benefit is the word charis, which is usually translated grace. So um, the idea here is that we are only supposed to speak what builds up and what gives grace to those who hear us. Ecclesiastes 10 says, words from the mouth of a wise man are gracious or grace-giving, in other words. Now, this makes total sense for us as Christ followers. Our whole relationship with Christ comes from the fact that he has given us grace, that we have a relationship with him not because we deserve it, because he gifted us through grace. He has given us this relationship. So, in turn, we need to speak words of grace and to give grace into the lives of other believers and those around us. Here's the problem, though. You know, it's easy, it's easier anyway to speak kind words and gentle words and affirming words into the life of those that we agree with, those who are easy to deal with, those who are treating us kindly. But in the body of Christ, that's not always going to be the case. So the rub comes when you need to speak those words of affirmation, but the flesh in you, the old self in you says, but they don't deserve that. They don't deserve it. That's where grace comes in here because the meaning of grace is undeserved favor. 
So even when we don't agree with someone, even when uh, they've hurt us maybe in the past, we are going to speak in a way that builds them up, that gives them grace, not maybe because they deserve it, because we got undeserved favor. And so through our speech, we offer undeserved favor to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech be always uh, seasoned with grace as, as though it were seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Unwholesome means rotting. Salt is what cures that and makes it right. Seasoned as it were as salt. Make it that graceful speech. Make a difference in the lives of those around us. You have a great opportunity. I'm going to pray that even this week, God would use you to speak words of grace that makes a difference in someone else's life. Let's pray. Father, God, set a guard over our tongues, over our mouths, Father, so that we do not speak words that hurt or tear down, words that weaken, Father. But in your name, let us speak words, even if they're admonishment, uh, Lord, let us speak them in, in love in a way that builds up and edifies and grows the body of Christ. For everyone who is listening with me today and reading these scriptures, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, God, that you would use their mouths to offer grace, to build up, to encourage, to edify the body of Christ through them. Let their mouths and my mouth speak those words that change someone's life for the better. God, use us. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.